Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of The Modern Jeeper Show. Every three months, they give away a gladiator or something plus fifty thousand dollars cash. Right? <laughs> right. We're gonna do. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that with a little a little RC truck, and we'll just give it away plus fifty dollars, maybe <laughs> or something. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matt's from Metal Cloak here, and welcome to episode 228 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Corey and Jesse join me from the Modern Jeeper compound on the western slopes of Colorado for another fun-filled random show. We talk skin cancer, water research, was all for fun really that fun, celebrating volunteers, upcoming events, and how to get a limited edition ARS poster. If you wonder what the heck these guys are doing, you can watch us all at youtube.com slash modern jeeper. As always, we're incredibly grateful for this episode to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Stop, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Nacho Lighting, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. By the way, if you do like this episode, please smash that like button, give it a five-star review, and share it with your friends. Now sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode 228 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, this is another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Matt, from Metal Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. Hi, Madsen. Yeah, in the light, out of the light. In we're, the light. we're dancing in the sunlight yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You got the sunlight, like that, that, that big s- sunlight that comes down on you. Skylight. Yeah, it's... It's funny, um, you know, we've had a lot of, we've had some monsoonal moisture the last couple of days here in Colorado, and it's been really great. So this partly cloudy thing is great, but the sun, when the sun comes out, it is, no it is brutal right now. Like to be in direct sunlight in, in the, in the, on the other side of coming off of summer in Colorado, yeah. it's, 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 it's tough. You know, it's one of those funny things about sunlight, right? Like you can be at, the top of a mountain it's it's you know it's 40 degrees say it's mm-hmm. freezing cold and the sun is still there and the sun is still baking you and you can still get burned and everything else oh. about this nasty nasty sun and you're freezing your ass off that's mm-hmm. right that's right you know we've been home um we've been home almost a week i think so i don't know something like that crack of time mm. yeah time is <laughs> we're it, we're in between those time is relative <laughs> We're in between another one of those situations where we're, we just got off of a round of events and we're preparing to go back out. And, um, you know, it's funny that we talk about the sunlight and, and we met up with a bunch of people. We made a stop at All for Fun 
in in Empire, Colorado. Um, a great event that's been going on for lots and lots of years, and we've always mm. tried to support. Um, and see, look, now we're going to go behind a cloud. So now I'm be without a hat. <laughs> Human um, so you need your own personal fun. cloud. Yeah, it's my own personal follower. Um, but no, we 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 ran a couple uh, ran a, into a couple of wheelers that have also had some skin cancer issues and scares over the their 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 life, and uh, I made a promise to them that I would continue to post uh, pictures and continue to talk about skin cancer and all of us guys and girls that don't take very good care of themselves um, outside when we're all outside. Part of us being jeepers and off-roaders is that we're outside in the sunlight. So um, I just got my uh, my first my first bill here, mm. um, <laughs> and my my that first little removal there. I'm talking about thirty five hundred bucks. So you said your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you expect more. Yeah, there's a couple other little spots they also want to look at. So oh. if you think that you're 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 immune to it and you've just you've always been out in the sun and it's no problem and you don't go have them checked later in life when you get to be my age and older and and even younger there's going to be times where you're (laughs) going to have to have these spots removed um again bob marley died of skin cancer so if you don't think it can happen to you uh and you need to have it checked you should uh it's going to get expensive and the longer you wait the more expensive it will be uh, and very detrimental to to your entire off road outside life. So mm-hmm. get checked. Get checked. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it, to definitely get checked. You know the funny thing is though, it's like oh you got a little spot there, cha ching. Oh you got another spot there, cha ching. So the the cynical side of me is like okay, right? Is it is it a rise? Is there actually a rise in skin cancer amongst people? Is there a rise in preventative medicine amongst people, right? Like what actually is the, and yeah, there, there has been, I mean, you can get really bad skin cancer and it can become a, a Are we thing. getting better at detecting it? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very fine line there. Right. You know, yes. Um, if I wouldn't have gone and got them, got it checked. I mean, obviously that spot was a little bit different than this other spot that they found. And he was like, let me, we're going to just biopsy this and look. And he was like, oh yeah, well, we should do the same thing there. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even see that spot. <laughs> um, was it an spot. issue? It maybe was a little spot. It wasn't there like, yet, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it, if it's not, you know, scabbing over bleeding, scabbing over a million times that we know. Yeah. You know, it's this weird thing about it because I've got, you know, I've got a couple spots on me in different places where I was like, Oh, well, according to this, you know, this looks like it's deformed and it's mal it's, you know, and it's, it's, it has different colors and it's different, you know, therefore it should, well, no, that's nothing like, okay. All right. Well, thank you for telling me that, but it looks really bad, but you know, like, like, right when I went in for my GI stuff, right. And I went in for the, that, and I had this, this little pain happening and occasionally I had lower pain and that stuff. Right. So I was like, Oh, well, you've got X, Y, Z. We're going to give you some antibiotics to get rid of that. And they gave me antibiotics, to get rid of that. And now every day I'm in pain. I wasn't in pain all the time before I, I, I was totally fine. If I occasionally I had a little discomfort, but we're going to give you those antibiotics. And then we kill off everything that you've built up over 52 years. And now 
every day when I eat, I'm in pain. So thanks a lot. Like, it you know, it's, a, that, it's um, that, hey, doctor, woo. There's you know, definitely like, some conspiracy theories embedded in our medical stuff, no doubt about it. I mean, I, 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 you, you know me, our, our, our listeners know me pretty well. I'm a, I'm a really thorough guy. Like, I will, I spend my first hour in the morning researching all the questions that I had from the day before. So, and again, what you read, yeah, you got to kind of, you got to always read between the lines, right? And, and what we're being told, especially in the media world, is usually not, it's very biased. And even in the medical profession, um, you know, it's cool. You sent me a story this morning and we were talking about it um, a little bit earlier with water in Colorado and snowpack levels. And, you know, I've been in Colorado a very long time and we've always talked about the water content in snow. Um, I've been through my, my past life with title insurance and whatnot. We've been very aware of uh, water law, um, water referees. We deal with those a lot here on the Western slope of Colorado about water rights. And it's interesting because now like the, the story that you had sent me was literally about, we've never done a good job of, uh, acquiring this data. We've never measured it quite correctly. We have all kinds of different perspectives, and that's no different than than the medical profession. Heavens, it's no different than, oh, you're an overlander or I'm a rock crawler. We have all kinds of different perspectives of what we want to do outside. We have all kinds of different data uh, streams to get at the information. So when when folks, the medical profession um, and and the water, this water story. You know, those were very specific. We're going to go measure a bunch of data. We're not biased. This is just data. So mm. we're going to collect it all. And who knows what it's going to look like? We're not We're not out there to try to prove anybody right or wrong. We just want to get a, the full story of what's, what's, what's happening. And I think the medical profession is a, a really good example of that. Um, you know, I know guys that have been rock crawling for many, many years, but when technology changes, there may be different things that, that help that, 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 uh, adventure lifestyle, if you will. Um, it's the changes we've seen in the overland market. It's the changes we've seen in the Jeep technology. Look at these new Jeeps. Oh my goodness. Like who, who would have guessed that we would have hybrid Wranglers, 20 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. Who would have, who would have wanted hybrid Wrangler? <laughs> <Right. years ago? laughs> who would have who, wanted who, a hybrid who, Wrangler? 20 who, years who ago? even wants a hybrid Wrangler now? Like, <laughs> now oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. There's some people. Yeah. Um, it's, it is interesting you say that because uh, I know we kind of got off track and now we're going in a different direction, but it, we do have to consciously be aware um, and literally just just in medical in medical the constant advances in technology right i mean i've had similar surgeries 20 years apart and they were completely different as how they approached them right because technology advances because you constantly have an opportunity to to grow so that's fine i mean we 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 will constantly tackle new things we'll constantly tackle changes we'll constantly tackle things changes in events changes which is like what we were talking about as a segue back to all for fun yep it's a changed event. It's not the same event I went to 
What was no, it? And, and 10 years ago, nine years ago? I think we, we touched base a little bit on this as we go throughout our, our years of events. Um, if things don't evolve, then they fall apart. And I think a lot of these larger events are going through this evolution of how do we attract people and what do we do to make it um, beneficial for people to spend hundreds of dollars, their family vacation time to go to one of these events and have a good time. Um, right. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that, we have now built this relationship with the folks at All for Fun and the Mile High Jeep Club here in Colorado. Those folks are now, they, they've always been concerned, but the event has always been very big. You know, an event can get to the point where it kind of just sustains itself and it grows mm. on its own. Whether Critical it's good mass. or bad, yeah, you don't have to do it's, no. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm using Jeepers Jamboree as an example, but people always will want to go to the Rubicon. So Jeepers, which just took place, it's a huge event. Now, if people decide that maybe the Rubicon isn't a destination and they don't want to do that, Jeepers Jamboree could suffer. Um, sure. If, if people go, Hey, all for fun, it wasn't that fun. So if it's not all for fun, then uh, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else next year. Right. It's, Where it's are you going nice to spend when, your dollars? Right. And I think the coordinators right now are going through this growing phase of let's let's make this better and let's go to our vendors. Let's go to our participants and ask them, what what is it that you want? How can we do it better? And they're willing to gut this thing. They're really willing, willing, wheeling, wheeling. They're really, they're, they're, wheeling. they're, they're wheeling. wheeling. They're wheeling. They're wheeling. They're wheelie wheeling. They wheelie want to be. They're wheelie wheeling. They ask you wabbit. They really want to make this event what it used to be. Like their fiftieth of anniversary was just a massive event, and next year I'm told they're going back to Buena Vista, Colorado, which is kind of the. I don't know. That's a really cool place. There's a lot of trails and a lot of possibilities, but it takes a lot of effort for these clubs to go through that and go, okay, what are we going to do? What do we need? It's going to take a whole nother set of, of people being helpful. I mean, it's, it's an evolution. It's easy to call them people being helpful because the reality is you've got volunteers make every great event work, right? Why does Jeepers Jamboree work year after year? Because there are volunteers who've decided this is their annual vacation. They take two weeks every year and they do Jeepers Jamboree and Jeep Jamboree, right? They do that. That's what they do. That's their annual family vacation. Sometimes it's longer, but this is a thing, right? We, everybody I've met who who does that, who does it year after year, their family does. It is a tradition. Their kids do it. They, they did it because their father did it. It becomes part of their, that is going out your vacation, the time that you're going to relax and recover and re, uh, refocus to serve other people, to be out there, to be a rock spotter, or a rock roller, to be a, a cook, to be part of that crew, to be out there doing this stuff, to serve thousand people, 800 people, whatever it happens to be right through there. That is what they're spending their vacation time doing right? It, it floors me. I mean, all these are volunteers out there, right? Jeepers Jamboree, Jeep Jamboree. Now, they couldn't do it if everybody was getting paid, nope. right? 
and even JJ USA. I mean, JJ USA charges the same, same deal. Most of the people out there are volunteers, right? That's right. And they, it's, they just, they, now well, maybe JJ USA could do it, could pay people because they're a little different operation and they got a lot more money, you know, um, but that is a different deal, right? And so these events, they depend so much. So it's, it is amazing to me to have such a successful event with so many volunteers helping to make it possible. Jeep Beach USA, Jeep Beach. I mean, all of these great events, all they're all run by volunteers. And all these clubs, like they all stand up and they all make these events happen. And, and like you said, they, they, they get nothing. They, they just want to be a part of it. And, and I think that's so amazing. Um, there's not another, I mean, there's no, I don't know. There's no Honda civic, volunteer group that helps them have event that I know of. Maybe there is, or maybe I'm way off base. Um, they all have their, they all have their, <laughs> their, 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 their Subi events. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there's yeah, Subaru events the, and the, things to, like that, the, I guess. Toyota Sienna, the um, low rider V, you know, they got the, there you go. Car clubs. <laughs> it, and it's, yeah, all, yeah, car, there are car clubs, right. And they do their thing. Yeah. Are they volunteering a, as much time as the off-road group puts in? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a, it is a, it is a crazy thing. Like, look at those, the Bronco off rodeos. I, I, I don't know. I, as far as I know, it's not a bunch of volunteers doing that. It's a company putting that on. Right. Right. Look at our skills day. We couldn't do our skills day without the volunteers showing up, um, you know, two, three times a year to do that and put in their Saturday and spend their Saturday out there helping others because they just want to help. Yeah, what what an incredible you know it's an incredible group of people that that comes and does, does that and without those volunteers we couldn't do skills day or we could we just have to charge right. a lot more than twenty five bucks per driver. I just had like this whole this is like a whole we could do a whole other uh, episode on the fact that volunteers keep the off road industry off road. Hmm. Um, like, yeah. like it is yeah. That is a that is a big big amount of people. Whether it's stay the trail, tread lightly, all of these clubs all across the country, all these events, there nobody's. There's not a lot of money there. There's nobody's getting paid. No, no. I mean, it's even Pora, the post wildfire OHV recovery alliance that I'm a part of, right? It's volunteers that have to show up on the weekends to go out there and do the hard work of cutting the timber, clearing the trails, fixing the the, the roads. It's all volunteers to make this stuff happen. Even though there's money there, the money basically pays for the time and equipment to make something happen and the organizing, not for the volunteers. No, no. Although we do give them good lunches. There's always a free lunch. Feed your people, people. Feed your people. <laughs> That's right. Feed them so, good. Jesse, we just, when we got back, um, her Jeep had to go back to the dealership and we've been talking about this, this drama with so her. Nice. For with her Jeep and this whole service front axle disconnect locker system thing um, mm-hmm. that has happened for the about the last couple of months. And, um, you know, it's interesting. And, and I'll let Jesse kind of fill you in on the details. But the fact that we like the like the medical thing, um, like uh, like an evolution of events, nothing. I don't know that that we have these perfect scenarios where, Oh, this is what's wrong and this will be your fix. So as we've talked in, in, in earlier episodes of there was this sensor issue in these, these uh, differentials. Um, There was a lot of, of 
kind of questions as to what's going on in this front locker system, right? So right. the JLs, the Gladiators, they were Jeep was literally replacing these front ends, rear ends because of these sensor issues. And then we we talked to this Jeep dealership back east, and there here's these five sensors. They all have different uh, resistances. Swap them in and out. We'll see where it goes. We chased wires. We did all these things. Nothing helped. Nothing. So we took it to our local dealership. They had it for nine days. The first nine time. Day, the first time. Wow. Said, <laughs> we think we've figured it out. What we have think? to order a part, and it won't be here before you guys leave. So when we got it, we picked it back up before we left. The light wasn't on the dash anymore. It wasn't throwing any codes. And I didn't touch it. <laughs> and we were like, no, don't put it in four-wheel drive. Don't try to activate the lockers. we had to go to shows. So. Yeah, so so we kind of played that game. And then um, when we got back, we put it in four-wheel drive, turned on the locker, and immediately got the code. Okay, service, axle, locker, disconnect, thing, whatever. Drove to town, came back home, turned it off. Next day, no codes. No lights, no No gaming, lights, no, no nothing. nothing. So we took it back into the dealership when we got home and uh, he was like, oh, you're here for your, your part. Yep. It came in. Um, it, we left it for the day, went and picked it up yesterday morning. It was fine. Turned it on. It blinked once. It was all on. Locker engages, disengages. Oh, well, what part was that? Well, we replaced the pigtail. Oh, so the wire group that basically plugs into the front differential up to wherever that goes, up to the yeah, PCM, yeah. I'm guessing, or somewhere in that harness, mm -hmm. um, they replaced that. For some reason, there was no continuity in one of those wires. But now remember, we used the taser, which was supposed to fool the sensors and still communicate, yeah. but none of that really worked. And I'm like, yeah, there's some kind of a communication issue. And then literally, like, yeah, they, they, the guy, the kudos to these techs that <laughs> chased wires for wow. apparently nine days. Wow. I even had to take everything out of the back. Everything out of the back. Because they needed to get in the panels. They <laughs> needed to get wherever they needed for this wiring issue to check. Wow. So, yeah. So I wonder, like, is this the fix now for. I guess. Other I mean, it's Jeeps? It's not like I mean, we didn't hunt like... down those same things. And it wow. didn't work. So I wow. will say this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there because um, we didn't have a whole lot of issues uh, prior. But, you know, with, with our suspension lifts, we also get a whole lot of flex out of that lift or out of that, that, that suspension upgrade going to our, our three and a half inch game changer lift. Right. Um, when... When we started diagnosing this, and there's a Christmas tree that holds this front locker um, harness onto the frame, you know, it was kind of pulled tight when we put it on a lift. Um, was that a part of it? You know what? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But we replaced all of the the all of that wiring really, and we 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 kind of tried to troubleshoot on our own um, what could have gotten pulled apart, and we found nothing. Mm -mm. Uh, the fact that Jeep went all the way back up into the harness to find this uh, Loss of failure, connection or communication, no, yeah. Yeah. those wires aren't very big. No. These are extremely small. 
that little four wire plug, those are probably 18 gauge, maybe um, pretty thin wires. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is uh, half of the problem with, with some of the other Jeeps. Again, all of these, this evolution in the Jeep technology and all these electronics, one small little miscommunication and you can't use something that your Jeep is designed for. So. And now we have another problem. What? Oh, wait, what, what? Windshield problems. Oh. Oh. Crack? So. (laughs) My windshield's just, it's jacked. Let's just say it, 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 it. the little cracks I had fixed or the little pock marks I had yeah, fixed yeah. just cracked all over the place. So like this is huge, Gorilla Glass. This is huge. Gorilla Glass. Ooh, yeah. yes. It's so We see more broken Gorilla Glass windshields on the CTI tour than we see OEM glass. Um, <laughs> now, my local glass shop had said that the Gorilla Glass is actually a millimeter thinner than the OEM glass, but it's harder. It's more brittle. Glass. So we, <laughs> we, I asked Jeep when we picked her Jeep up, I said, can you give us a quote on replacing this windshield? Well, we don't replace the glass. We deal with some glass shops here in town, which one of those shops is, was Montrose Glass, a shop that I've done business mm-hmm. with for and many, many years. they fixed my little pock holes that They're the were ones originally who there. Fixed the, the rock chips. So we go back down there yesterday and, uh, hey, so we want to replace this. We don't want to use Gorilla Glass. Well, when they replace the Jeep windshield, they have to use the VIN. The VIN's, one of those numbers designates whether or not it had Gorilla Glass in it. Mm-hmm. They Glass Shop says, no, it's got to be Gorilla Glass. By your VIN number, we can't track down any OEM glass for your Jeep. The only thing they can find is Gorilla Glass to replace it with. It's $1,100. $1,100 for the glass. glass. So um, if I give you my VIN number. Right. Now, because did you have have ACC and all that? Yes, that's the problem. So I, I have ACC. I have that. I mean, I give you my VIN number. And you can, oh, wait, am I saying this on the podcast? <laughs> oh, or if anybody knows where I can get an OEM glass without having yeah. to go through all the headaches, apparently, that replacing. That's that's insane. That's insane. You have here? to choose. Because now, what about somebody who doesn't have Gorilla Glass that upgrades? Because that VIN number doesn't match. But some people right. want to upgrade to Gorilla Because you could upgrade to Gorilla Glass. How come you can't downgrade? I'm like flabbergasted on why. How can't you, can't why can't you downgrade? So yeah. we were we were actually told that from the Jeep dealership that, um, if we had, because there's no warranty when you when you get Gorilla Glass, when you buy your Jeep, there's no warranty of that glass. No. Nope. But now, if you have it installed after the fact by the Jeep dealership, then you'll have a one year warranty. warranty on that glass. I'm like, let's just do that. But then the Jeep dealership says no. We actually deal with some local shops. But if another shop outside of Jeep installs it, then you don't get that one year warranty. I'm confused. Like, can we do better? Can we figure this out? Like, wow. This wow. is a big headache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, I recommend about 11 mil um, clear, no tint vinyl, right? Just, just put up there. Well, just put those. it on your I'm, after. after I'm, thinking, I'm thinking screen down and gl- goggles. Apparently. You know, actually, what I'm curious about 
this is I'm seriously curious about this, and we're actually doing some testing on this um, because we're talking about airflows and stuff that's going up, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, the airflow that happens with uh, with a um, a rack on the system. So you right. have a rack up there, and there's a lot of air, and there's a lot of noise. Getting going back to putting a little bug deflector oh, on the yeah. front of your hood because it mm-hmm. creates an airflow. I'm curious how that affects things like small little pebbles that are flying through the air and whether or not that would the, the air flow there on the freeway would actually support a, keeping less rocks actually hitting your windshield. You know, I mean, as, as you know, like we, we, and we've, we've seen this airflow is such an interesting thing around the Jeep um, mm-hmm. guys with the, uh, the, uh, the, the one touch tops that retract um, if you put a light or anything in front of those, it disrupts that canvas um, airflow yeah, on these new Jeeps is so, so critical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good question. And I I remember back in the TJLJ days, remember they made those little cowl scoops yep. that went on the, the little vents in, in front of your hood. Mm-hmm. And guys yeah. would turn them around so it was like a little hood scoop. Yeah. No air would go into that. They had to be facing the opening had to be facing the windshield because that's a low pressure spot. Um, right. right. And it's that air does weird things. And, you know, I don't know. Well, I It's like having you have a gladiator, right? And you have your gladiator and you and it's, it's or anybody who has a truck. And until you've owned a truck, you have you're pretty nervous about the first time you start throwing stuff in the back of your truck. Right. I like like I'm just going to throw some cardboard in the back of my truck and you start going like. I better strap that whole thing down. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll be fine. Right? right. You start driving. It's like, and you put it when you, once you have that, like my truck now with the tent and everything, I can throw paper in the back and it barely moves around. Right. Right. Whereas you would think I'm still going down the freeway. I'm going 80 miles an hour. The wind is blowing by the way that the airflow works is so fascinating to me that it's just simply like, oh, might float around. But once it gets caught, it gets caught and then it gets thrown out. Right. But right. Yeah. We've seen those contractors with the big gulp. Right, it, their cup Bounce is in the around. back of the truck, <laughs> and like they're driving down the freeway, they're going seventy miles an hour. That cup is not leaving the bed. It, it'll no, just it's, it's, it's like floats. It floats float up there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. funny. Well, speaking yeah. of airflow and our racks, so since we got her Jeep back yesterday, um, a lot of changes. Of course, we're in between events, trying to get back out. Um, our next couple of events are are huge they're they're again they're back east we have smoky mountain jeep invasion coming up in in pigeon forge tennessee um we're gonna go out free and shirts. see our buddy what's that free shirts free shirts uh free shirts. i don't know anything about that uh free shirts anyway um <laughs> we're gonna go see our, our 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 friend our 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 senator u.s senator friend mark maynard and jerry bain yeah. out in west virginia um so we 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 changed the tent and everything on on Jesse's Jeep. She has a, a new Go Mammoth tent and um, I'm jealous. It's called the Bunker, which is amazing. It's all aluminum. It's really cool. Looks cool. Yeah, and uh, we also got uh, picked up one of their um, their their two seventy awnings, um, kind of a bat wing, if you will. And uh, I just wanted to show. For I know that if you're listening to the podcast, you probably can't see this, but this is one of our uh, ARS supports for uh, the standoffs, if you will, um, that connects to the two-inch diameter uh, round steel rack, 
that enables you to mount different accessories. So this is, I've actually already assembled this. You can see the two bolts in there. So that this, this slides so you have different lengths out from the side of your rack. But this thing is beef. beef. <laughs> it is, uh, I mean, 1,600 pounds of clamping force. Because people say, well, you're going to clamp this onto the side there and you're going to put something heavy way out here and it's mm -hmm. just going to fall. It's mm. going to rotate. That's not going to work. 1,600 pounds of clamping force. There's three of these on this awning on the side of the ARS uh, rack. It's it's pretty awesome. It makes attaching things like awnings. Um, I don't care whatever kind of accessory you have. If you want to use it to put up uh, a shovel or a jack or a water container or whatever on the side of your rig, uh, this, this thing moving. This thing is 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 crazy. And uh, you know what? Everybody says, "Well, man, everything I mount to my racks." And I don't start to go do some research. Look at go fast racks. Look at um, look at ARS, of course. You know what? There's a reason that you're paying for stability and strength. Um, mounts aren't cheap. And literally, if you think about it, the rack is the first, your first kind of base, right? You're, you're buying a rack because you're going to put stuff on it. Putting stuff on it is where the expense really comes in. Mm -hmm. But do you want those things to leave your rack? No. So, again... I just wanted to kind of point out powder coated steel. Uh, we adjustable. Have adjustable stainless steel hardware. Like it's, it's, it's very, very universal. Yes. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know what to say. I don't have any, I have an old style ARS rack on my gladiator. It's one of the square channel ones. And I, and I really questioned when we went to the, the round tubing, um, gosh, you know, it's, it's so different. It's how are we going to mount stuff to this round tubing? And you know what? It becomes very, very simple mm -hmm. because you can put you anything. can put anything anywhere. Whereas on my square channel stuff, you're very limited. You're very fixed. It has to be in certain locations and that kind of thing. Whereas with the round tubing, you can put stuff all over anywhere you want. And um, I was like, oh, we're going to put this thing on there, and the jeep's going to like lean to one side. And no. <laughs> No, that's not that's not the case. It's not that heavy. I think that awning weighs it may weigh fifty pounds, Maybe, something yeah. like that. So anyway, well, check that's out cool. the mounts. That's cool. It's a good idea to to show that because you're right. It's sometimes we we fail at our end to really show how beefy this stuff is. The website can only do so much, right? Mm -hmm. And it is it they are heavy duty mounts, right? And we use them. That's we charge appropriately for them because you can put so much on there. In some cases. They're being used, right, just to be able to mount some basic equipment because that's the mm -hmm. easy way right. to mount, right? Right. We have a new mount coming out. It should be probably in production here. Finally get some because we're not – it's it's made of a molded um, type of plastic that is very heavy-duty, not something we can do in-house. We're calling it the – it's basically it's a unimount or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It's more square, but it's also something that will probably sell for $16 that will be – 
but it has so many different universal spots right. where you can mount to it and how you can mount to it that you can use it for so many different areas and different things for the two-inch tubes. We're excited to see what the community comes up with on things and ways to mount because we'll come up some brackets. We'll be able to have like the Rotopack mount and the Max Track mount and you know, your Axe mount and all these other little things. Yeah, the contest. What, right. Well, what the, exactly what the community is going to come up with. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I was able to put it here. I mean, when you when it's only cost like 16 bucks for the mount, you can go berserk with it and say, I, you know, That's I put right. it here and I did this and I did this crazy stuff. It's really, really a cool design. And it has that same level of clamping force because of how it's designed and how it comes together. So we're excited about that next level of, of, of mount for it. But, but thank you for showing that because from the ARS side and, and, and as a side note, ARS kind of did something funny. You guys saw this already. We we decided to throw a poster in with Crawl Magazine. That's so right. mm-hmm. Crawl Magazine started polybagging posters. Yep. And it's just, it's with every issue of Crawl. If you get it off of a newsstand or you get it in subscription, every issue of Crawl Magazine every month is, comes polybagged with a poster inside. I said, hey, let's do that. So what did we do? We did this po- picture. The picture is actually was taken by Mike up church when he was on a trip. And it's my truck uh, in the middle of, in front of a lake, a lot of moss covered trees, very cool, cool po- poster, but it's basically a poster in there for ARS. So if you want to get a limited edition, I'm never going to make that poster again, a limited edition poster, go grab a crawl magazine. You'll have an ARS limited edition poster. Now the cool thing is what's coming out next issue, right? Many of you have seen the Rubicon poster that we did, right? And it's a kind of a, it's got a, got a pirate theme to it, but it's a Rubicon poster. The trail was done completely based on all the specs that we got from, oh, was his name? Is it Jake? Jake, um, Jake. yeah. You used Jake. to have one on your wall back there. Where'd it go? I did used to have one on my wall. That actually went to a guy who donated uh, a lot of money. Basically, I think he, he, he donated $4,100 to be able to get that poster um a trip uh, with us on the next time we go to death valley oh right and lunch with me which was the lowest part of it that's I'm right sure. and a tour <laughs> right but he did that for the rubicon trail foundation 4100 donation for that so that's why it's not on the wall back there anymore but the next issue of crawl will have that poster polybagged with it so if that's you want cool. to issue that if you want a copy of the rubicon poster um again this will be we're not gonna ever do it like that again Next issue, November, December issue of Crawl Magazine. You're going to want to get that. That's that's really that's cool. cool. I, but, you know, again, I'm I'm I I everybody that knows us, um, I'm we're pretty anal when it comes to like storage and and um, again we the nature of what we do, we have rigs to display that are show rigs, so we want them to display very well, but they have to be very functional for us, and so um, it's stuff like all of these mounts that you just kind of, you know, we spent yesterday maybe a couple hours um, putting on, um, which a couple of hours, uh, this was also shooting video and, and yeah, this whole little process that we go through. But um, literally when, when something works like it should, it shouldn't be rocket science. And Mm -hmm. and literally we could, you could probably put that on an awning on the side of your rack in 30 minutes. Um, and and again, you kind of it's that it goes back to that whole you get what you pay for. I stood out in my in my shop for two hours this morning, staring at the back of my gladiator, going, "I wish I could do that." Oh, I want, I but you know, it's, it, again, it's an it's an evolution, <laughs> yes. and and things change. And and as the ARS brand has evolved, as Metal Cloak has evolved, and what what is offered, 
it's it's no it's no different than what Jeep has done with their own models and the evolution of Jeep. So everything changes. Um, the funny thing about overlanding, or as we used to call it, camping, uh, <laughs> we used to um, we, we we bought a sleeping bag. That sleeping bag is good for well, pretty much the rest of your life. And now, if you buy, <laughs> I don't know, if you buy a little storage box. It seems like next month there's another storage box that's going to be better than the storage box you have. Um, that, that's the hard part. Crazy. That's the hard part with this. Like yeah. you, you, especially in this overland, like everybody wants to have the best stuff. It's why the overland expos are such great shows for sellers because yeah. it's like, oh, Different. I got to have that. That's Lots cooler. That's, Look that's what they better did. than what I just had. Oh my, right. I want that little fire pit now. Oh, it's so much better. Yep. Oh no, I want that bottle of propane now. Oh no, 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 no. I want that little storage container now. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's I've gonna have three, a garage sale with all I got three different storage containers. I got these three little green things that I, I bought at Sportsman's um Sportsman's Warehouse. Warehouse that were just they just they were on sale for like 15 bucks a piece. They yep. were they stack really well. They're green, you know, and it's like I don't even know the brand on it. They have an easy way to to strap down. I'll have those for 10 years. I'm like, I like, that's me. I'm like, I'm not going to ever go shop. Now. The other thing is I realized I have to go through my stuff and get rid of some stuff that I've been using for camping for 20 years. Like I have a pan that is the greatest pan ever because it came from a restaurant. It was all beat up. It's one of the old restaurant pans, right? The same stainless steel, whatever Mm -hmm. they use, you know, you know, that's been my cooking pan forever. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt to use sometimes because it's the bottom is so oblong that it just kind of rocks. But I'm like, you know, like you hammered a rock with it. <laughs> yeah, but do I really need this pan? Like I can afford better stuff. So should I? But then what's going to happen? I'm going to go now. You can't go buy good stuff like that. Nope. Everything's aluminum, and I, I don't want to cook. It's with not aluminum. seasoned anymore. Yeah, there's right. I mean, there's I, that. Right, right, or they, or or even then going and buying. You know, obviously I love um, iron. You know, I love you cooking with that, but when you start buying weight. that stuff and then you got weight, weight and then it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, if you don't put it away properly, you get rust, right? You can't. So there's problems with that. So you, you just, but then it's, oh, what's the latest, coolest stuff? Oh, this is a better fire pit or this is a better, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm also the guy like, man, you know, those sunglasses worked and yeah, they're three-year-old technology, but uh, they're still working. I, I don't need to. Replace right. Them. What is what? How how many different ways do we need to start a fire? Because it turns out when we need to start a campfire, we pull out one of those clicker fire lighters and we just go click fire. Those do don't I even really work anymore. Magnesium and some flint and like let's dude. Let me on. let me tell you something. I like those it. fire sticks you get. The ones the little handles and the and the and the thing. How come? I, I buy, I go down to Costco, I buy the four pack, right? And they're all yep, Kingsford, right. right? And they're like, yep. like they might work the first time, like the second time, third, they're not working. I kept no. one in the truck. Fourth of <laughs> July happened. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out there and I'll grab the one from the truck because the one that we didn't have wasn't working. And then the other one, I'm standing there going, click, click, click. click. Everybody's click, waiting click, for the click, fireworks click, to go click. off and you click and you turn it upside down and you rotate <laughs> it to try to make sure it has gas in it and you push it over to the side and you click, 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 click. <laughs> of course, I was a dumbass because I forgot that. You know, in the package of fireworks was the sticks that you light that then just stay lit. Oh, they can light the, 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 like the little incense yeah. sticks that just stay glowing, and you just go and that, that was you know. Punk should be incense. So, instead, yeah, I was frustrated with rabbit, but you know the old fashioned, just good old bic lighter mm-hmm. or a uh, or a zippo. 
Remember know? matchbooks? I got, I got, I got match, I got boxes. Yeah. Like a I, blue diamond. Do yeah. they even make matchbooks anymore? I remember. I don't know if they make. I used to collect books. the little matchbooks covers and like. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course goodness. you did. Um, no, it's a match. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen a matchbook in a while. Ma- I got the little blue diamond matches. Yeah, the, the little stri- box. Yeah, you remember the strike anywheres? Yes. They yes. don't strike anywhere anymore. No, they're no. still called strike anywhere, but apparently <laughs> that's illegal. That's illegal because it, you know the kids started f- whatever. But it's like they could. They would strike anywhere. You know, could yeah. strike it on your face or you know if you're really yeah, your rugged. jeans. But, yeah. Yeah. But no, you, they don't strike anywhere anymore. How did the, the future generations just they just they just don't get the good stuff anymore? No, no. I but mean, we're, we're, we're we are in a throwaway society, and you think about how yep. easy it is to just why do we have junk collection days? Right? Why do we have landfills where it's so easy for anybody to go and just drop off junk? Right? It, it, it's a it's a throwaway society. We I, are. We had it? guys here. I, I, I'm sorry, real quick story. We had guys here, like we changed from, or we bought a bunch of, of, I think we went from Ryobi. Originally we had a bunch of Ryobi tools, right? And then we went to Milwaukee, I think. But we got Milwaukee and then we got the major charging banks. Didn't need the little individual ones. So yes, the young kids that are here that are like in their 20s just threw away the individual chargers. Like we don't need the individual chargers. We're just going to toss them. We just So they just went in the junk. Like, why are we throwing those away? Right, like, they still you know, work, but they, they still weren't they useful. Have value, but we're not using them here. But but that's the whole thing. It's a throwaway society. It's totally okay to just throw something away. The younger generation just sees stuff as as yeah. disposable. I I mean, so we we're going through this process with even the the CTI tour rig, the the Dodge. You know, we have this really nice um, rotary cover that covers everything, but we all know that they don't, they're not perfectly watertight. We get into Mm -hmm. these huge rainstorms. And so everything in the back of the truck, we have to keep in these, these storage containers, otherwise catalogs and flyers and stuff. They all get wet. Not a big deal. Those black containers with the yellow lids that we see everywhere. Like you can get them at home Depot for, I don't know, 14 bucks or something for the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any black containers that leak it's the lids the lids always crack and then water comes in if you go to home depot you can't can't buy a lid lid. why the lid comes with the container right all strapped together yeah i i I just need the container well for 14 bucks you get them both no no i don't need any more black containers right now in front of our house there are three black containers out there with broken yellow lids because I can't really use them and I, I need to replace them because they, they I can't have them leaking and getting a bunch of catalogs. It's just, I can't go buy a lid. Really? Come Why on. can't I go buy a lid? Uh, just buy a lid? Because then they'd have mismatched numbers, right? They'd have, right. they'd have three lids and 87 containers. And yeah, it's funny. Crazy. It's that way though. Like you go to home Depot, yeah. right? And there's always, or even going to Costco and they would sell them, Three, right? Three containers, three lids, yep. zip tied together. Yeah, it's it's funny that way. It is. Now and they it, make miniature ones. Have yeah, you, seen you can miniature black, little yellow. little bitty black totes with little yellow lids on them. They're so cute. Aww. I think you can use them like it is an RC 
car type Overlander. of Overlander RC <laughs> car storage <laughs> container. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. I'm going to put together a little Overlander, the, the little Rocklander rig. Maybe we there should do go. that. We should, well, we should do a, a, an ultimate Rocklander giveaway that mm-hmm. is just a, a miniature Rocklander. Like who builds know, the best a RC car? A little, that's a little JT or something. Yeah. Everybody's got to yeah. build one. So all these guys giving away like these big, like you know, you can win. Like there's one group built USA, and they have every three months they give away a Gladiator or something plus fifty thousand dollars cash. Right? <laughs> right. We're gonna do. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that with a little a little RC truck, and we'll just give it away plus fifty dollars maybe. <laughs> or something. I don't for know. For small but, storage boxes that you can so small little completely outfitted for all your off-roading needs. <laughs> right. And 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 we'll give you 25 bucks too. I don't know. <laughs> Miniature metacloak parts, an ARS parts, yeah. See? That's the all 3D yeah. printed stuff. The little mm-hmm. scale RC. I mean, I don't know. It's probably just as expensive as big stuff when you get down to it. Yeah. So Dude, I really want some nice RC stuff, but I'm not the guy willing to go spend Five hundred dollars or a thousand bucks for a nice a axial. I got RC. you. I got, got you. Me? We'll, got we'll check. We'll we'll talk later. All right, because I'm like, I want some good RC, but I'm like, I just can't bring myself to spend that kind of money on. And, and they're good stuff. It's worth it. I just yep. can't do it. It's kind of like um. So we uh, talking about these storage containers. You know, I have an action packer. Remember the action packers uh-huh. that are a little bit thicker plastic. The tops are more durable. I'm using one of those in the back of the truck and I, but I, I mean, they're like 40 or $50. I'm like, yeah. who's going to, who, but that was all you used to have. Mm-hmm. Now you have all these cheaper ones that you have to replace three right. times a year. Right. Huh. That's or what funny. about the, the, the Milwaukee system now? Like that's mm-hmm. the, everybody's into the Milwaukee system that snaps yeah. together and goes in different places. Oh yeah. All of the Molly panels. Oh. And, and that's a whole so other. DeWalt <laughs> makes the same thing. Rigid makes us like, they're all now all, all of them. like, so pick a brand and then you hope that that brand lasts because everybody else is going to do something different. And uh, uh, funny. funny. Yeah, we are funny. So it's funny. Going out, I actually haven't checked it out, but some reason down the street from me is an ACE semi truck. It's just a trailer. So there's an ACE on the side of it and it's a giant handle on top. And I haven't pulled over into the parking lot to see what they're doing, but it's like this, like, it looks like an ACE. It's an ACE semi truck trailer. So it's a big trailer out there. Um, and it looks like a toolbox oh. and it's got a giant handle, like sticking up top, like, you know, six feet up this big giant handle to look like a, a toolbox and it's that's cool and i haven't pulled over to see you know, what sort of special thing they're trying to do but and it's Correct. in a parking lot that does not have anything it has no hardware store like there's a pizza place there's a little thai food place there's a uh there's a title company i mean it, it doesn't there's no hardware anywhere in, in that area for some reason they're setting up there I, i'm not sure what's going on all those all those mobile two truck tool trucks you ask any shop owner those are just those are the crack trucks <laughs> yeah nice yeah you you see a snap-on guy or a matt co or or a, i mean any of them like they're oh. it's crack it's crack for mechanics well it was kind of good when cloakworks moved out we didn't get that as much because we used to have the matt co the matt co guy will come by here occasionally but we'd have the Matco, then the Snap-on, then the Matco, and then the Snap-on, then yep. the Matco, and the Snap-on. And that's fine. I mean, I have to be a cynical business owner, but as long as your employees are going to debt to Matco or Snap-on, 
they need a job. They're not going anyplace. Right, that's right. Yeah. So you know, yep. it's uh, it's 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 a it's an okay thing. Yeah, uh, that's a whole, again. There's another right. whole podcast of tools and oh my. It's been that way forever, though. I still remember as a kid. Yeah, you know, my dad at the service station. Snap on, we'll come on by. Yeah, all the guys go out there and see. But you know, these guys, the guys have. If you think about it, after a guy's been a mechanic for thirty years, he's got a half million dollars in his tool chest. Oh, yeah, right? it was just insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Easy, easy. Yeah. Easy. Well, all right. So um, what's coming up now? So you guys are, uh, so I, we have right now, Jeep Jamboree is this next weekend, starts Friday. It's a small show, goes in Friday, comes out Sunday. Um, then following that is Sierra Trek, oh, which right. we're a big part of Sierra Trek. So we do sponsor a whole bunch of stuff, sponsor the bar, sponsor shirts, sponsor, 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 lots of sponsorship. Um, and then we have, but that's kind of it for us for a little while that I believe, um, what's happening in your world. We have, um, so I think we're still around for another about week and a half ish. Maybe. And then we, we haven't put up a schedule yet because we kind of been waiting to see what's going, what August really looks like for, for everybody. So, uh, we will be headed back towards West Virginia and Tennessee we have, um, uh, the, like I said, we, we have our, our event with Jerry Bain and the Senator out in West Virginia, right before Smoky Mountain. Um, we have Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion, of course, is kind of our, our, uh, our one of our main events out there in, in Tennessee. And then we'll probably, um, I'm not sure how it'll play out, and we still have some jobber stops to make. We may come so, a different route as we come back across and hit up some additional jobbers. So. For those of you watch the uh, watch the CTI tour and the Metal Cook CTI tour page on Facebook, CTI tour on Instagram, we'll be getting those schedules up here in the next probably day or two, mm-hmm. and and making a plan. Um, and then, I mean, we still have a lot going on. September is is another pretty busy month. We're we're halfway through the season. I mean, and that's the best the best analogy I can give. Um, to, as what's going on in our world, we're we're still planning, trying to make the best of of the time we have on the road, and and uh, making sure that the jobbers and and our our followers are able to to get some help from us. Again, the CTI trailer being on tour, um, that's just as much for our followers as it is our our CTI jobber stops, and the fact that we're stopping at shops that just enables the followers to kind of go find us, if you will. Um, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, if you have questions, if you need help uh, and you're not sure what to do about your suspension, please hit us up. Uh, it's kind of what we do kind of pride myself on, on hopefully being a little helpful to, to most people that we see on the trailer. But, Tear it all off. Start over. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of the hodgepodge <laughs> of kit. Uh, go with one brand. I can make that brand suggestion for you. You know, somebody. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, no Smoky Mountain will be our, our huge event that's coming up. Um, and that is, that is the biggest show that we do all year long. It's bigger mm-hmm. than Jeep beach these days. It's a, and I think they're going to, Justin is rearranging the, 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 the area this year. I think we're all going to be in this upper parking lot, which will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole, whole vendor yeah. show will be upstairs. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. It'll be still inside the LeConte center. But then you'll have to go across. The, there, there will be no outside vendors that I understand down know, it, below. 
you know, it, I think it actually will work out better that way. You have all the parking down there. It's not that bad of a walk between the LaCant Center across right. the bridge up to the upper area. But then if everybody's there, you're not trying to like go down between because right. it, it, it is actually a bit of a walk when you're up top to go down through the LaCant Center out to the outside and outside yeah to yeah. go through all of that then only have to come back in go through the Leconte and going but so it actually might be nice to have it all up there yeah i agree i'm i'm you know I, this is another one of those events that i hope it's not the surface of the sun um but yeah you know we we do our best to try and stay cool and and uh hopefully get as number of you folks that are interested in getting on the trailer on the trailer so and i think um i think bobby is bobby coming out to that one i think so yeah i, I think bobby's coming or maybe out. chris Bobby or maybe yeah, Bobby or Chris. I think it's Chris. Chris, okay. So Bobby came. Bobby's already come out to you. Bobby came out to the Tennessee yes. event. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, so it's Chris. I think it's Chris. Yeah, Chris coming out. Good. All right. Um. Yeah, that'll be great. And then you're gonna you're gonna have Philip and uh, Curtis out there. They're coming yep. out again. Philip and Curtis will both be out there. I'm not sure if Mike's coming out or not. Maybe. Mike Upchurch. Yeah, yeah we heard rumors. No. No, 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 as of okay. right now, I don't think so. I don't think it's on his. Okay. I don't think it's no, I, and I, I think that we'll have. Um, again, it's I. I know that Philip and Curtis <laughs> will be out there, and I know that uh, Philip is pretty excited. Um, you know, his Jeep being on forty twos with all of our suspension gets a lot um, of gets a lot, lot of attention, attention as well. So. Um, yeah, plus he's got that JL now, so we got to um, we which I oh, still yeah. haven't I still haven't sent him all the stuff for that. <laughs> So yeah, there it's everything is kind of a, 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 a in the works. I mean, Jesse's rig will hopefully have um, revised graphics on it here this week while we're still home. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm trying. We, I've got some. You know, we I, yesterday I replaced. We actually broke one of the pins on the tra- the CTI trailers hinges that that um, the ramps. So yeah. one of the pins actually broke. Uh, you know, it turns out when you have like 13,000 Jeeps on and off the thing, um, those, those hinges get some wear. It's a testimony to those ramps though. It is truly a testimony to that company and those ramps, how much they have been used. Get a lot of And down and up and down and up and down for Yep. They're like, can you make these trailers for us? Yeah. The fender, the fender, the fender that I have driving people over, like they're just like, like, how many rigs drive over that fender? Well, a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, so there's. It, it will be interesting and exciting when the new ones are made. So it turns out that, that Blake is actually going to go, is going back to them and using the same ramps. Um, but he is doing, they're going to be, they're going to be a bit custom, the same lifts, gotcha. I should say, but custom with a custom footprint so that we have a bigger footprint so we can fit more rigs and well, you've, you've talked to him. So uh, that's going to be awesome. Having, having more, more trailers out there, but yeah, yeah, that one's been, those ramps have been used since 2014 when that trailer was built over 13,000 rigs on off that yeah. trailer in all these yeah. years and every I one mean, of those up and down and it's not always just up and down 13,000 times i mean those have gone <laughs> up and down sometimes two or three times on the same rig yeah yep. yeah pretty wow. pretty incredible so yeah yeah you know it's just getting all this little all those little things done um, i had to knock on wood just to make sure we weren't jinxing the damn thing <laughs> It's been, we've had some little issues here and there, but he, he keeps it together. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get the welder out of the garage. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we actually welded on one of the, um, spare tire carriers at, uh, Luna's off-road in Memphis and it actually has broken through the welds. Again. Um, just a little bit of play. It's amazing. The abuse 
that a trailer goes through. So mm. yeah, it's, it's all stuff that gets <laughs> taken care of in between, in between uh, stops. So, well, you know, it's that micro vibration thing that people don't understand. It's the yeah. micro vibrations that get you. It's the micro vibrations that'll get you with, with any little weld, any little thing. It's yep. the micro vibrations that get you on your control arms, right? Which is the, yep. which is the, with the big revolution with the Duraflex joint was that getting rid of the micro vibrations or handling the micro vibrations, which is why Himes, do not work on a street rig. I, right. I'm, I'm flame suit on. Um, I guarantee you, you can. You you think it's great on road? Uh, wait, give it, Squeak give it, yours. give it a couple of years. A Heim joint with micro vibrations. That Heim joint will loosen up. It's yeah. It's a transfer well, of of energy. That's all. It right, is. and that's why with the Johnny joint or any other joint that requires lubrication, you have to constantly lube and add up and add lube and add lube and add lube. Now, some people say, well, I've never added lube. Well, that's the same guy who then goes one day, sits in a jail and goes, why does a Jeep feel like this? Because he didn't really understand what he was missing because he didn't. He got, you get used to, you get, you, your seat of your pants gets used to your world, right? Mm-hmm. And you never quite understand and know it. It's that little incremental changes over time. And one day you go and do a complete work. I had the same thing with the race car. The race car was when, you know, it had Himes all the way through and mm-hmm. going out there and do it, you would be like, what is all that noise, right? And that noise wasn't, wasn't coming from the race car. It was coming from all the Heim joints, right? But you go in and clean them up, lube them, whatever, put in some WD-40, but it's just, oh, wow, race car sounds really good. But you, when it incrementally happens over time, you just don't recognize it. That's that's right. I mean. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> yeah. Got some good stuff happening, good new new product stuff happening. I think this week is probably one of the few weeks we haven't had a new product release. We're just um, did some updates to some stuff and always improving and always doing rev changes and things to make stuff better. Um, but keep an eye out for the new stuff that's coming, including I may have shown this before, but I'll show it again. This is a oh, this is that. a Rock Sport Black. Dun, 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 See, dun, for our dun, listeners dun, out there, dun, dun, we're not telling stories. We're not telling stories. This is real, and and they will be coming. So people have <laughs> yeah. asked us, and I've kind of shared very very small tidbits of hey, be patient with us. Yeah. So it's coming, and they they you know like anything anything that we've ever done that was great took time, right? Right. Um, and that's what we do. We take time. We do it. When we, if we've ever rushed through something, it was a mistake. So you're going to love this things. These these Rocksport blocks are just going to be phenomenal, guys. You're just going to be eating them up. Ah, all right. That being said, I think we've got a great show. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, anything else you want to care to say or ask before we end this? Hey, I, I, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Ian. Um, he had, you know, we were out of town and they were coming through town and we wish we could have been here to see him. Um, we opened the house up for some folks to park their trucks and trailers here. Um, you guys all know, uh, if you don't know Dirthead Dave, Dave Chappelle, um, he stopped by. He actually, one of the rigs was parked here at the house. We got home. Dave showed up, came to pick up his rig. I hadn't seen him for a number of years. You know, him and Fred Williams do the dirt every day thing. Um, it was cool to just spend a few minutes talking to Dave and catching up briefly. But uh, shout out to those guys as well. Um, yeah, if you don't follow Dirt Every Day and, and him and Fred and their escapades, um, check them out. <laughs> Absolutely. And Fred is uh, part of the build for this year's California Wheel giveaway, right. the Warren, the red Warren Jeep, which I saw. the I saw it. It looks pretty good. Every once in a while, adding a little bit more to it because he just doesn't have time to put completely 
focus on it, but every once in a while, a little bit more gets added, a little bit more gets added, a little bit more gets added. But by the time they give it away, February of next year in Visalia, California, um, you guys, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so it's a great rig and support Cal for wheel, buy some raffle tickets. There you go. Anybody can do it, by the way. Anybody can buy tickets. You just have to contact them, go on their website. You order the tickets. The tickets get sent out to you. You fill them out. You send them back with your money. It's that easy. Cool. And then we'll give away a little tiny Jeep. The big. Yeah. Yeah. Matchbox. Where, where is my tiny Jeep? Hey, where'd my, Uh-oh. where'd my Jeep truck go? Oh, the one I found you? Yeah. Where is it? It was on my desk. Uh, somebody, uh-oh. somebody steal my, probably steal my miniature Jeep. Kids were in the office. Yeah. That's half my employees. Kids. Were in the <laughs> office. All right. Ciao. See you guys. And for all of us out there, from all of us to all of you, we'll see you on the trails. Cheers. See ya. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.